Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Know the Faith, Defend the Faith. My name is William Hemsworth. It's great to be with you all again for today's episode. Honor to have my guest. And if you keep track on the YouTube channel, he's been on before. He had the uh, debate with Dr. Sam Rocha. So Dr. Scott Forer is our guest today. And he attended medical school at the at Michigan State University and specialized in neurology at University of Arizona. And for 30 years, Dr. Forer has been certified in both neurology and psychiatry and continues to manage an active practice. Dr. Forer's background is inclusive to comprehensive studies of neurosciences with a focus upon neuronal systems of consciousness, the quantum physics model of consciousness, awareness, infinite intelligence, contemplative prayer, and meditation. Pursuing a vocation as a medical professional, Dr. Forer has embraced this practice in medicine with the conformance of his Catholic faith. He has been active with healing prayer groups and Eucharistic adoration for several decades. As a Catholic, he acknowledges God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as the true healer. He believes that science supports the case that the healing of the brain, mind, and emotions are reliant upon particular healing prayer. And he's also the author of a, of a, he has a great new book called Healing Memory, Transforming the Mind with the Holy Spirit. I encourage you all just to check it out. Dr. Forer, how are you doing today? Very good, William. Glad yes. to hear you. Hey, it's great talking with you again. Great talking with you good again. Good right, so, you. So you've been in the medical field for over thirty years. So why is the what's the right? Why is it the right time, one for your book and for your your um, apostolate that you're that you've started up? Uh, I think it's a evolution, if you will, of a lifetime of vocation and experience and so much has in any life experience and any life lived you gain so much you know, through each event that takes place that i think for myself i think to, the lord gave me something to share that uh, was valuable and I, I think it only came together in the last three or four years 
of and that's a large part of years of observation and taking care of people and meeting with people and uh, a life of prayer. Okay. Now, in your in your book and on your website, you talk a lot about healing of memories. What do you mean by healing of memories? Uh, I'd like to back up a little to, to maybe Please. say where some of this content in the book comes from. Mm -hmm. As my vocation is that of a neurologist. So I, the focus of neurology has always been the nervous system and brain. And a lot of that goes, overlaps with mind, memory, emotions, imaginations, which in the profession of medicine is called psychology and psychiatry. And I think I had an opportunity to ask myself as a neurologist, now, how does this all work and conform to, to Holy Scripture oh, okay. of a soul, mind, body, and an eternal soul? And the inspiration in part for that was observations that I've made along the way with Alzheimer's patients. And many, many people, uh, well, may have the same observations, but they might not have ever thought of putting into words what they observed. And I, my observations are that of a, a trained physician, but the, everyone has, most people have likely made similar observations with their own loved ones. And that is that in an Alzheimer's patient, as the, we say that there's memory loss and I, th I thought about that, and I thought, well, if Jesus has saved me, and there is an eternal life, and it's promised that I'd be in the, his presence, then I can only be in his presence who I am, and who I am is my memories, that if you were out of, out of the body, you can't be anything else but who you, have, who you have chosen to be and how you have made your memories to be. And so one of the things with Alzheimer's patients is this the family or the patient may say, I have memory loss. There are times even when it, seem, it may seem profound that they would be spurts where the patient or would be completely lucid and all their memory was there, yeah. which demonstrated to me, whether it lasted a few seconds or a few minutes, this phenomenon has been observed by nurses and family with patients at near the time of death. They come from a completely disorganized thought pattern and are, are lucid for some short time. So from that, it can be taken that there actually is no memory loss. And so the, by extension, if there is no memory loss, what that really means is that just the brain tissue, the body component that we call brain is dysfunctional. 
and it's dysfunctional in, its, in an extent that it does not allow a manifestation of the human person, who I am, in physical reality. But who I am is, is still there. Who I am has not gone anywhere. And when out of the body, who I am is there before Jesus. And uh, for him to take a good look at who I have chosen to be all these years. And so that's where the, the healing of memory comes from, because knowing that, you can heal injuries to, the, to memory. Where is memory? Memory is found in the soul. It's not in the brain. So you can heal memories, injurious memories, and issues like physical abuse of a young child are a foundational memory that can be carried forward for a whole lifetime with other memories built up upon that initial injurious memory. But there can be, there, there are, through prayer and through the Holy Spirit, there can be healing where that foundational memory can be altered uh, such that it changes the whole person in, in relation to joy, kindness, forgiveness, kind, uh, gentleness. And, and we, I would call that the, the mechanism of being born again. Okay. Now, in your book, you discuss the illumination of the Holy Spirit. Is that kind of where this comes from? Is that illumination that the Spirit gives? Well, the healing of memories in this context is one in which it's accomplished by prayer. And there's there's prayer that we do all the time that you have, with the recognition of a deposit in the Holy Spirit in each one of us. Mm -hmm. There's a the Lord knows, like the biblically stated in Scripture, every thought and every word that we say. So consciously or unconsciously, every instant of our active daily activities, uh, if you look at what some of the saints write about in their spiritual life, can be thought of as a prayer. And so prayer is used when used consciously, when used consciously to consciously place oneself in a meditative, contemplative focus upon invitation to the Holy Spirit to be there with a greater or an allowance for greater participation in one's willful choices, then you can have an illumination of past memories. Okay. Gotcha. Very interesting. So everyone, again, the book, check it out, is Healing Memory. And his Dr. Ford's website is ChristConnections.me. So check out the great work that he's doing. And I, my apologies for jumping around a little bit, Dr. Ford, but chapter 15 caught my attention. You talk about the role of the cross. Can you give us an overview of that chapter, if you don't mind? Well, the Jesus' death on the cross is that which 
as the supernatural healing of all our memories to the extent of that free will and free choice acknowledges that that sacrificial gift of love is that which can transform and transfigure all interest interest memories uh, to the to the good of God's purposes. And I think that's the, the I think the, the chapter 15 speaks to, at much greater length about all that, but that's I think the the short form of it. Oh no worries, that's very good. Now, as as far as dying to self, I know this is the very next chapter. Those two chapters they really caught my attention. Maybe because it's something I have to work on personally. But um, you talk about dying to self. And so what does that mean? And how does the Holy Spirit help us with that? Well, uh, in dying to self, part of the prayer, contemplative, meditative prayer, uh, and one of the things that I speak to that can be done in, in that uh, in that time is to allow an invitation to the Holy Spirit and to take a look at the cross and then in a mental way, in a prayerful way, put your to each each person puts themselves on the cross as if to look at themselves on the cross. And in, in that manner, to, to place other people at the base of that cross around you and, and to ask the Holy Spirit, in a, in a sense, who do, who do the, those who look at me on my cross, in my life, in my circumstances, in my trials, in my troubles, in my joys, who do others? What do what do they see? And if and if I was looking at myself on my own cross in my own circumstances, how do I see myself? What do I like? Do I like what I see about myself that may be sinful on that cross that's being crucified? And will I allow that which I don't like to be crucified? Well, our forgiveness is already given by Jesus. So it's not like you, in a certain way, though, you still have to forgive yourself. Oh, yeah. And to forgive oneself is to look at what you believe or can see that needs, that you need to be, for, that you need to forgive yourself for. And in doing that and I, having the Holy Spirit identify things that you that the mind and intellect may, may not have even been attentive to by an, by awareness of the Holy Spirit, you can be led to know some of the subtle, deep issues that have been problems for any individual in their ability to have 
the most joyful and happy life. And, and, a, and then with that prayer and knowing what those issues then are by the Holy Spirit's guidance and looking at what, what is on the cross that you're carrying, uh, they can be eliminated and healed. And that's dying to self is to give them away, to not hold on to them anymore. Because when one holds on to them and won't let go, you're going to stay in the same rut if you're in a rut that you've always been in. So why do you think it's so hard for us to forgive ourselves? That is one of the greatest questions because it's, there's not going to be, there's not an easy, simple answer, but I would say if it, at its core, it's that in general, in general, there's a large, there's a large range of attentive, prayerful activity with awareness. And there's a lot of individuals that start out upon the journey whose dedication to what I would say is contemplative prayer or quiet time prayer or meditative prayer uh, does not allow to, an invitation to the Holy Spirit to an extent that it amplifies awareness to show uh, th those areas of injury that are held on to so that the, there's a constant daily uh, life that's routine that is all material, all physical and we pay little attention to the spiritual and we call that the world and in, in that activities, those activities in the world, we hold on to our injurious memories uh, and we uh, don't forgive ourselves because everything we do in that daily world is linked to in some way, shape, or form by attachments to our friends, wife, children, parents, grandparents, work uh, workers that who we engage with and these are, so everyone oftentimes we conduct ourselves on a pattern in which we hold on to behaviors personality activities that subconsciously meet the expectations of the other persons that we interact with and if we were to give them away or forgive ourselves, and we, there would be actually a, a significant change in the soul. We have, a, I think, the greatest fear is that it would cha it changes our relationships because I would change, you would change, the, the individual is changed by the Holy Spirit and by extension. Uh, maybe... Uh, Maybe my girlfriend won't love me like when I think she loves me. Now, all of a sudden, I decide that I'm going to go to church every week. And so I think that sort of speaks to what Jesus said, you know, 
people aren't going to like you if you fall in love with the spirit and fall in love with him necessarily. And so it changes relationships. And that's why we don't forgive ourselves is because that, that fear of the, of getting going beyond what our, what we would call our normal. Okay. Gotcha. So your book's been out a couple months now. What's been the feedback? Have you received any feedback on your book so far? Well, I think the, the feedback I hear has been, been great. I think, you know, I have some interest from evangelical pastors to uh, use it in their ministry, in, in their in their churches. And, and I, you know, there's a lot of testimony that I have that goes along with that book that's, you know, I, I, there's just not enough time to go into the, you know, maybe hours worth of that. Yet, uh, I, I see that there's an opportunity to, in my time of life now, at the as a physician, not only to be a physician, to to evangelize and to join with uh, churches and parishes to to talk and to I think to help uh, be there to to serve in a different way than I've served before. And I, I, I sense that's the direction things are going in. So right along that route, let's talk about your, about Christ connections. Uh, what, what, what really prompted you to, I know we talked about it briefly at the top of the show. What prompted you to start it and kind of what, how has it been going so far? Well, that is uh it's all been an inspiration that sort of came in a way all from uh, all flowed from prayer and without really a, a lot of conscious planning, if you will. The, the, the book itself was sort of downloaded to me at a Harvard conference in 2017. And, you know, maybe in about 2018, I was uh, given a dream of to make a a retreat center of, uh, or what you, know, you might call it a monastery or retreat center where people could come to pray and to learn learn about themselves and healing prayer and wellness and so from that initial Harvard conference experience and the dream, they later hooked up into uh, email one day from someone that was you know, looking to provide assistance for the start of a charitable organization. And I hadn't thought much about how to do the retreat center, but I saw the email and I said, well, that that's a, it has to be a charitable organization. Sure. And so through this contact with uh, Greece, who's been excellent, he uh, started helping me build a website, which had absolutely nothing on it. And he says, we well, need to have content. And so he says, write me a chapter or write me an article. And that was in... June of 2020, 
And so I sat down to write content and I wrote the first chapter of the book, basically. And I realized with my interactions with Brees that this to produce content was a, and he was going to put things on the website, uh, it was going to result in a need to have content quite frequently. Yeah. And it just, he, he triggered that the book just spilled out of me over about four months from uh, June of 2020 to October of 2020. And then through editing and getting it actually published was, you know, three or four months later down the line. But over that time, the whole idea came together for the Christ Connections and then the retreat center and the whole platform was built. So all the pieces that I was that I was given back from you know, the years 2017, 2018, and being pushed, if you will, by the spirit to write the book, it's just sort of one of those things that all came together. I was noticing on your website about the retreat center, you have some drawings on there. What's the, have you, have you, have you broke ground yet? Or is that still all in the works as far as fundraising goes? Uh, the uh, initial, uh, actually the, the business plan that had to be, they, they call it a business plan. I mean, I, I don't, I'm resistant. I don't like you calling it a business plan because it's a charity. But I had to I had to come up and present a business plan for uh, the launch of it, if you will. And actually, the paperwork was has to be done. It was submitted in two days from now, so it's really done today. So the launch of that retreat center, the 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 plan is to do a ten million dollar raise over the next three years, put it in the ground, and get it up and running, uh, functional. Uh, by the beginning of 2022. Oh, great. Okay, awesome. Now, Dr. Four, how can our listeners help uh, support that venture? Well, uh, if any of the listeners out there are, you know, like a Bezos, and they want to take out the full $10 million raise all at once, and that's just super. But uh, anything and any... Uh, you know, actually, you know, in all honesty, I, I really desire to interact with people and be a, uh, available to be a servant to our Lord and help them in any way I can. So if uh, they go to the website and they find it useful to them or they find the book useful to them, you know, that's the most, that would be the most important thing to me. If, any participation, there's there's going to be plenty of opportunities for that if anyone would, would like to do that. And Dr. Ford, can you give us your website one more time? It's uh, ChristConnections.me. All right, everyone. So check out the website. He, uh, he has a lot of great information on there. Uh, the drawings about the retreat center. He has, of course, his book. It has all those articles that uh, Bree Sokolowski um, got him to write on there. <laughs> Um, shout out to Brees. Great guy. Very great guy. He's a great guy. I would just, I would just sort of add to, to anyone that wants, that does go to the Christ Connections website. And one of the, one of the areas which I drew from in terms of concept, some people, you could go and look at a Google Canyon Ranch. Are you familiar with that? 
Canyon Ranch. Yeah. Uh, there's one in town. Is that the one you're yeah. talking about? Okay, yes. Uh, yeah. So the, conceptually, Canyon Ranch is, for those that do not know, if they Google it, they'll soon learn, is a um, health wellness uh, center uh, for the rich. People will spend $3,000 a day yeah. to go there to, and it, it's secular, so they don't bring, it's, it, there's a lot of spirituality there, but they don't, they don't announce anything in terms of a, a Christian orientations. So I, I, I sort of, the retreat center that I'm attempting to, uh, a lot, well, I hope the Lord allows me to work on in creation is totally Christian dedicated to our Lord Jesus. And it models the Canyon Ranch that anyone can come for their spiritual wealth, spiritual health, wealth, and growth, uh, as well as wellness, both nutritional and physical, uh, and do it for no money. So that uh, whatever gifts of love are given in donation. You know, someone could come and make a reservation and show up and they could, if they had $25 to give, you know, they, and if you do the Canyon Ranch value, you'd be spending 3000 a night, but because it's a charity, anyone, if you, if you can get yourself there, the idea was to do it. If your, your gift of love you could give was only $25, but that's, that's part of that. That's part of the idea. Great. Yeah, everyone, check out the website again, ChristConnections.me. Uh, Dr. Four, I thank you so much for your time today. Uh, talk about your book, talk about your apostolate. And it's great talking with you again. Uh, um, thanks for your time today. Hey, thank you, William. Always good to talk with you and hear from you. All God right. love you. God love you too. God bless. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.